Hello, sippers. Get ready for the set podcast where we sip, eat, talk, the ultimate blend of flavors and conversations. I'm Gina, your host, culinary enthusiast, and spirited conversationalist. Each episode, we'll explore diverse topics, share laughs, and savor the moment with special guests. Sip on insights, eat up knowledge, and join the conversation. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Sip Eat Talk Podcast. Subscribe now for a journey that's as delicious as it is insightful. Let's sip, eat, and talk together. Cheers. In episode three, we have our first installment of the Visionary Sip, where I have an opportunity to sit down with a visionary carving their own path in their own lane. This week, I talked to Mr. B. Joan Jones, who is the founder and CEO of Haircuts for Homeless. Before, I did it only to make money. Right. Now to, to, to be a full-time barber for free. If you have driven down Broad Street in Philadelphia, you have seen this brother at Broad and Walnut giving haircuts to the homeless. He just so happened to be right on the corner of 15 and Walnut. We learned today about his journey of a simple act of volunteering one Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'm going to just do a day of service. Clippers, I'm going to go downtown. Whatever happens. That video that your wife posted just went viral. And I'm like, what does that mean? From that to over 2 million views. Thing happened so fast. The news reaching out. Ellen reaching out to Rachel Ray. Who turned into seven years and now a passion and a life's journey. And all I could think about is I'm, I'm here doing this for money when I could be out there changing or saving or, you know, a life. This was like lunch break. And I, I left and never went back. They probably still waiting for me to come back. I didn't move, expect me. It might be a haircut. But collectively, we have to come together if we want to see change. I'm super excited and can't wait for you to learn more about Mr. B. Jawan Jones, founder and CEO of Haircuts for Homeless. Hello, sippers. Welcome to the Set Podcast, where we sip, eat, talk. I'm your host, Gina. If you are part of this community, you are called a sipper. As you know, my motto goes, whether you are drinking a mocktail, a cocktail, your favorite wine, energy drink, coffee, or tea, you are sipping in with me, and I am happy to have you. Remember, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Music. You can also check us out at our YouTube page at Sip Eat Talk Podcast. And also find us on Instagram at Sip Eat Talk Podcast. As you will get to know me, the conversations I've had with strangers on a plane, standing in line uh, with someone at a store, or even just with my friends, family members, some of of my mentees have been really life-changing. The amount of information you get, the encouragement you get just at the right time, it means so much. So I'm glad to have you here. And of course, every episode, it's time to sip in. I like to share what I am eating and sipping on for the episode. Right now, it's about 10.30 uh, in the morning. So I'm a coffee drinker and a tea drinker that loves a good bread or a muffin something to go with my tea or coffee. So I cheated a little bit because I'm not a baker, but I'm someone who likes to doctor things up. Uh, Pillsbury has a uh, banana bread mix uh, in the box. Yes, in the box. Don't judge me. And I did that recipe today. But of course, 
I added a Granny Smith apple to it and some walnuts and a few other things. You can find the recipe on YouTube. I'll be sure to include it in the description. That is what I am eating on uh, for this episode. It's not me if you don't get a good dance with that first bite. If you do try it, hit me up on YouTube in the comments and let me know or post your dish and let me know how it comes out. And I just really appreciate my family and friends, uh, you know that I'm taking on this endeavor. And you guys have been sending me gifts of glasses because you know I love wine and also coffee mugs, tea mugs. And so today I am sipping on my go-to tea that I like to make. It is a green tea that I make with fresh ginger and lemon and raw honey. And I am sipping out of it today in this beautiful coffee mug that my sister sent me that says, you're doing great, sweetie, with some round of applause of hands down at the bottom. And so thank you, big sis. I appreciate you. Nice and warm. Join me in the cheers as we get into our first visionary sip with Mr. B. Jawan Jones of Haircuts for Homeless. Cheers. How you doing today? Thank you, Plain. Good. I appreciate you taking your time sharing it. Absolutely. Let's just wrap and get to know one another first. Uh, from my research, you're from Chester. Portland. Yeah, yeah, from Chester. Yeah. So, what was the transition from Chester to Philly? So I went from Chester to Delaware to Philly. Um, okay. Was it always barbering when you were in Philly? When I moved to Philly, it was always barbering. Well, I stopped barbering for a minute. And okay. I started working like a regular nine-to-five job. What was the nine-to-five job? What kind of work? I was working at a, a, a custom suit store. Where we okay. Suits and do like styling and for proms and weddings and things of that nature. So, so tell me the story about that day. You're working that job and you're out. Uh, I'm One day I came home, I told my wife, what's million homeless people downtown with I want to do something to give back or to, you know, just to make their day or something like that. Um, but I know that most organizations feed them or provide clothes. So I was just trying to think of what I could do outside the box. I'm really like a outside the box overthinker. Um, okay. It was her who was like. Hence uh, visionary back. sipping while you're here. <laughs> so she's like, you know, you got this bag of clippers that you never use. Why don't you like go and cut somebody hair? And at first I was like, absolutely not. Cause I really didn't know how to approach. It. I didn't know how the vibe was going to be. And so I'm shout, like, shout your wife's name out so she gets her credit right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, shout out to Ty. She she is Erica Holmes. I'm just the face, but she everything up. So all right, I'm love like, it. That ain't gonna work. One, the whole hands-on thing. Cause I still had that mentality, like. You know, they're homeless. I don't know how clean they are. You know, right. they might be a little crazy. All that stuff. You know, what most people think. Um, and after a while, I, I, I just sat and I thought about it. I thought about it. And uh, we was coming close to Martin Luther King Day. So I'm like, I'm going to just do a day of service. Wherever happens, I'm going to take my clippers. I'm going to go downtown. I'll take some sandwiches. And whatever happens, happens. So, okay. But still working at the time. Still working at the spot. Okay. So I just happened to have off. I think I was off like Mondays and Wednesdays or something like okay. that. So um, we went down, we rolled around for a little bit. We asked a couple people. If they said no, we just give them like a sandwich or whatever we had. But we found this one guy 
and he just so happened to be right on the corner of of fifteenth and Walnut. Okay. So he in the middle of everything. It's like the Apple store, it's Cheesecake Factory, like and the weird part about this day was it was in the middle of January and for some reason it was like sixty two degrees. Mm. So, Mm, I love it. I love it. Preparation is what people are calling it. (laughs) Nothing but God. Yes. So we approached this guy. I talked to him for a little bit. Before I even asked him about the haircut thing, I just, you know, kind of started a little conversation. And my name is Brennan. His name was Braden. So we had that little BR. Wow. Okay. uh, At the time, I think I was 28. He was 28. So we just connected. It was was so crazy. So after I made him feel a little comfortable, I'm like, hey, man, would you want to get a haircut if you know, you could? He was like, absolutely. I was like, well, I got some clippers in the, in, in the car. It's like, all right, let's do it. And at that moment, instantly, everything changed. Like, instantly. So at that, at that, because I, I um, in my introduction of you when I'm, talking i talk about it if you're from philly or been in philly if you visit philly and you've been down broad street you have seen this brother yeah. <laughs> at broad yeah. and walnut so on that day were you actually in the median that separates the different no. sides or were you on the sidewalk so no i was on that that particular day i was on the sidewalk this is good this was 2017 i didn't come up with the whole median thing until maybe like 2019 Okay. I bounced around a little bit, but I always was just in the city. So um, I started where I cut Braden. I would just revisit that area for you know a few months until most businesses start kicking me off the corners, like, hey, he's drawing too much attention. And then... Um, and I'm going to get to that because I, I know a story of when a police officer actually, unfortunately, tried to shut you down. Yeah. But take, take us back to the... Um, Two million views overnight. What's the story behind it? How soon into the process was that the haircut for for uh, Brendan, or was that someone else? No, that was his haircut. So I'm cutting his hair, and um, now it's like a line for him. There's other people walking by, like What's wow. Going on? Uh, again, there was some businesses. I think like the Verizon store, the security guards, or everybody in the store. Yo, look at what this guy is doing. Um, okay. So people was coming out, everybody was recording, but I didn't know that my wife was recording also. And okay. she was on Facebook Live. So um, I cut him, I cut maybe two other people, and then I said, all right, that's enough. Okay. I did my diligence for the day. Um, so, I, you know, business as usual. Go home, get a good night rest. Uh, my cousin called me. It's like 3 in the morning. Now, this is a cousin that I barely ever talked to. So I know okay. he was calling in my head is something serious. Okay. So he, like, he like, hey, and he's younger. So the whole viral thing, that word wasn't a big deal to me. But it didn't to resonate him, it with like, you. Okay. Right. So he was like, hey, I, I know we don't talk like that, but <laughs> that video that your wife posted just went viral. And I'm like, what does that mean? He said, just go and look at the video. I went back to sleep. I'm like, whatever. So, um, when I finally woke, I had a million people was calling me through Facebook. Wow. I'm like, what in the world is going on? So um, one of the text messages was like, congratulations on being viral. It was from like a, a close friend. I'm like, what is this viral thing? So I go look at the video and yeah, it was 
2.4 million views or something like that. Overnight. You know what's funny? So there's a segment that we do on the podcast called The Generational Sip. And myself, I'm a Gen Xer, is with one of my village sisters who's a millennial and my niece who is a Gen Zer. And we talk about the differences amongst the generations. And so I'm listening to you and I can hear just by you sharing how old you were at that time that you're a millennial. And so I'm sitting here shocked a little bit because I'm thinking millennials, y'all love social media, right? You're very familiar. And to hear you say that I wasn't even familiar with what the term viral was. So in 2017, were you someone who used Instagram? Did you use Facebook? Was it occasionally had an account but didn't look into it i'm curious to know yeah. that i mean i'm i'm young but i'm i got an old soul like <laughs> I get it. I'm, from, I'm from the street like hard my whole thing growing up was i don't want the attention i want to i was doing some things i shouldn't have been doing so i don't okay. want you on facebook on instagram all okay i get I mean, it i had the accounts i had the black planet way back in the day i had all that stuff also, but now you're telling your age, Black like, Planet. <laughs> so I just used it for whatever, more so just to browse to see what's going on. But it was very seldom that you catch me posting too much or anything like that. Okay. Um, so but, tell me, how does that work now? You wake up, you have your job, you wanted to do something just to give back because you see um, the homelessness situation in Philadelphia. And so from that to over 2 million views, what immediately changes in your life? How does Haircuts for Homeless develop? Yeah, I just went back to work. Like, you know, it was like a wow. Okay. Um, especially when I went through, like, the, the inbox messages I was getting. And it was people from, like, Africa and China. Wow. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, it, was like, it was real. Um, But for me, it was like, all right, that's cool. Cause I didn't understand the power of social media. Like, it can okay. be life-changing. So I went back to work like nothing ever happened. But for the rest of that week, people would notice me going to work. But what, what, what really kicked our haircut for homeless was I never uh, forgot the conversation me and Braden had. Okay. And, and that conversation, especially once the haircut was finished. Like, he was like a whole nother person. Um, wow. So I'm saying to myself, you know, I'm starting to hate this job. Mm -hmm. not moving as fast as I wanted it to. Um, mm -hmm. And then I kind of feel like barbering was always a passion of mine. Or people was a passion of mine. I didn't care about the barber, but connecting with people was a passion. And then connecting with people who can really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, there's no way mm -hmm. I can cut this one person. It's a person. Big, big, big difference, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. I just was like, I always tell um, people I feel like hairstylists and barbers that y'all are unofficial therapists, counselors. Absolutely. We, <laughs> priest or, or pastor. <laughs> everything. You know what I'm saying? And right. Um I just was like, you know, I gotta I gotta keep going with this. Not for the sake of wanting to keep going viral, but that conversation I have with him needs to be had with other people because I don't know what they might be going through and that conversation could change everything. Right. So I'm gonna right. I'm gonna continue to go out uh on my days off, which is like again twice a week. Uh, okay. whenever I had some free time. Uh it got to the point where I was taking my clippers to work and after work I would find somebody, cut them real quick, go home. And they just start building that, you know, that 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 
everybody's right, talking right. about. Who is so, so let me ask you this because the vision, you know, is a a visionary. Sometimes I think I think about times in my life where I was not conscious of that at all. I just knew I had feelings about things or I'd lay in the bed at night and I, I used to say to myself, like, why do I daydream so much? Or even throughout the day, it was just like I was equating it to daydreaming. So as this is happening and you're going to work and, and you're like, I'm going to do it more and I'm going to do it this. Are you feeling like a vision is building at the time? Do you recognize that in yourself at the time? Or is just, I just want to do it. It's just something I want to do. That's it. To this okay. day, it's just something I want to do. You know what I'm saying I never really took a moment. Everything happened so fast. Like, okay. From going viral to the news reaching out, from the news reaching out to Ellen reaching out to Rachel Ray. Like, everything happened so fast. I never had a moment to sit down and say, okay, what is about to happen? You know what I'm saying? Okay. What, where is this thing going? Like I said, to this day, seven years later, I'm still trying to figure it out as I go because I never had that moment to just sit down, take a deep breath and say, okay, let's really plan and map this thing out. Um, but I think that it was supposed to happen that way. Like we, we spoke I before. really like that. That's inspiring. That's why I really, it was, it was, I'm so thankful to you that you're sitting here as the first guest of our visionary sits because I feel like that's, what it's about right that's what it is i have a conversation with friends all the time in my particular age group and we talk a lot about technology and social media and things of that nature and because we didn't grow up a certain way or have certain things or even come into our young adulthood with certain opportunities or or paths now sitting in it i feel i'm, I'm guilty of overthinking sometimes giving things way too much thought how it's going to look or how it's going to be and this is the story that I wanted to share because it wasn't about you having a website and you know having an email address and I'm going to get this this banging logo and do this like just do the work you know I remember I, 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 I shared some remarks um somewhere once and what came over me was like just move and do it just move and do it is so important because when you think about what you do and for my personal belief, the purpose that we are all put on earth for, whatever that is, is not for our benefit, right? It's for the benefit of someone else. And the longer we dilly and dally and don't move in it and do it, it's affecting, right? How somebody else is directly going to be affected. So I really just want to salute you for that, for just moving and doing it. Salute to you for doing that. That's so important. Did home uh, haircuts for homeless become a fit? When did that decision come that I'm doing this full time now? I'm not doing this job. This this is where I'm going to be at. So uh, this one particular day. Now, again, we probably, uh, I don't know, maybe a few months in. Okay. Again, the momentum is building talking, but I'm still going to work. You know what I mean? Uh, and one day I woke up and I just felt uneasy. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to go to work. My wife mm -hmm. was like, well, don't go, but, you know, this bill is due. This is due. You got to do so, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? All right, I'll, I'll push past, you know, whatever I'm feeling and I'm going to go. Okay. I, I, I get to work and 
I'm there, and it's like I just I'm not feeling it. And and all I could think about is I'm I'm here doing this for money, when I could be out there changing or saving or you know a life. You know right. I mean? And I still knew that it's stuff that had to be done. So you know I have to be here. So I thought, but you know as time was ticking, I just was like I called her and said I'm out of here. Like we'll figure it out. Whatever happens happens, but I'm out. Okay. And, and let our listeners know, are you your your parent at this time? How many children? Four, uh, three? At, time, four, at that time? So it was four. Because we're a blended family. Okay. Uh, I had two. She had two. Okay. Um, so it, it was four at the time. And um I was like, I'm out. It was it was near my lunch break. And I, I left and never went back. They probably still waiting for me to come back. <laughs> I walked out of there and I never looked back. I That's the epitome of just move and do it right there. <laughs> but sometimes you got that feeling. Yeah, you I feel you. Because in my mind, I was blocking my blessing the whole time. You felt like I, it was a pushing? It was just the urging. That was just yeah, the urging. Yeah. Pushing me to, just, to go. Now, I again, I didn't, and, and this, is, this is the blessing. I didn't move expecting. Like, I didn't. Leave because we're about to put that on a shirt or a cup. Say it again. You didn't what? I didn't move expecting. I like, didn't, I didn't move expecting. You know what? Mm. All right, I'm gonna leave this job and haircut for homeless is about to make me. I didn't even have a name. I wrote haircuts for homeless on a random board because that's what I was given. Like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and then it just stuck. You know what I mean? Um, so I I moved because. I knew that there was greater somewhere. I just didn't know where it was at. Ugh. And it just so happened to be through this initiative. Um, but I, I left that day. I came home. I changed my clothes. I went out and I found as many people as possible. And I just was going all around the city just cutting people's hair, cutting their hair, cutting their hair, getting their stories. And for a long time, I didn't even record a lot of them. That's okay. People are like, how did you cut fifty thousand heads? It's probably thirty thousand. I never even posted on. I believe. Let's see if you said there was a line the first day. <laughs> yeah. I was just, you know, cutting their hair. I, again, I wasn't utilizing the social media the way that I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't in back then. It wasn't like a monetary thing like how it is now with YouTube and all that stuff. Yeah, it didn't really matter. The business model now, in the sense, because you want people. We live in a time now where people want to see and touch. But it sounds like for where you were at that point in the journey, not that it's not still personal to you now, but it wasn't the mindset because it was very personal. Because the truth is, you were going through your own transition. You were a father of four, a husband, the head of a household, leading your leaving your job. I don't think the last thing you were thinking about is taking pictures and videos so i totally get it i think sometimes we need that in life because i was talking with a friend the other day and she said that she wants to be more intentional about when she goes on vacation or does things with her family she's like i want to be more intentional about capturing the moment so i can look back and because i be i'm so in the moment that i don't capture it and i said and i'm just the opposite i want to be intentional when i go away of being in the moment and not worried about the picture or the video so i think it's a balance in our lives because it's sometimes you know she's right you want to look back and see these great memories that you had with your family but there are also some moments just be in it just be in it and don't worry about anything else so i really can appreciate that absolutely 
And so where, how, tell me, because everybody likes to, I say in this age of social media that we live in, we like to post all the glamorous, like wonderful parts, but in those, that first uh, chapter of transitioning from working to now being out on this mission, not knowing, having some type of nonprofit business model of what you want to do. What are the challenges? Those are the things that I think are important for people to hear because there are a lot of valley moments doing that kind of work. And it's not always mountaintops and, and how, what were some of those first uncomfortable moments that you had to work through? Well, um, like you mentioned, um, you know, I had a run in with the police. Um, that was very, um, very uncomfortable, but at the same time, it lit a fire in me because I realized that everybody's not going to understand your vision. Mm-hmm. And, and even if they understand it, that don't mean that they, they're going to agree or, you know, partner mm-hmm. with me in a situation mm-hmm. like this. Um, so were you at Broad and Walnut when they, when they were asking you to move? No. So I was at 8th and Market. Okay. Um, at that moment. Um, and I don't think that they had a real reason for wanting me to move. Mm-hmm. Their whole thing was, we've covered this up for so long. Here you come trying to, you know. Expose show- it. Yeah. <laughs> and all like, his glory. Right. Yeah. So if we could get this guy to go somewhere where, you know, a lot of people. And that's how the whole uh, middle of the street thing happened. Um, mm. I kept saying to myself, I need to be where we can no longer keep it a secret. Um, right. So after it's a market happened, um, the mayor actually said, you know, he went public and said, you know, I like what this guy is doing. Mm-hmm. He can no longer be silent about this major issue of the city. So hands off. Was and this Nutter or Kenny? This is Kenny. You know, let him do what he do. But he, you know, kind of told me, like, listen, um, now I've, I've given you the okay, but you don't really want to go toe-to-toe with the police. Like, there's certain things I know I can't control as mm-hmm. a parent or not. So he was like, why don't you consider uh, the courtyard of City Hall? Um, so, you know, I went there for a while, but I'm a drummer fool. So I'm like, I don't know if it makes sense to cut hair here and there's people that come out here, you know, for lunch and his hair blowing everywhere. I do have a little bit of respect for, you know, people's space and things of that nature. So um, City Hall, it was, it was good, it, you know, but it still kept me in this bubble. Mm-hmm. You only see me if you happen to pass. If you happen to walk in City Hall, right. So that's how one day I just was walking and walking and walking. Well, I think City Hall was closed. They had the gates closed. So I'm like, I don't want to just go home. I just start walking and I ended up at Broad and Walnut on the sidewalk. And I cut a few people and I think I was in front of the Bellevue. Their managers came out and was like, hey, we can't have you, you know, doing that here. It's private property, yada, yada. So I said, you know, well, what about right there in the middle of the street? And they was like, have at it. You don't mind possibly getting hit. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and for like, people right, listening or watching that aren't from Philadelphia, you are not on a huge. <laughs> that yeah. is not a huge uh, uh, median uh, that you're nah. uh, standing on at all. It's very narrow on a very busy street, so that alone is just commendable. It's just commendable. 
But for me, it was like, you know, one, is is not as bad as people think, but I can sacrifice my life for two, three hours out of my day if these mm-hmm. guys can sacrifice their lives every day, all day. Right. It, it, it won't hurt to, you know, um, and it hasn't been, been a few car accidents when people ride by and look at <laughs> Right, 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 right. But nobody said, no, it hasn't been, no, nobody has gotten hit or anything like that. It's been, it's been fine. Um, but that's how I ended up in the middle of the street. And it's been extremely uh, rewarding. Um, okay. One, now again, now it's right. It's in the public. Everybody mm-hmm. that is somebody frequents that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love it there. Like That's literally my home. And it's like connected. It's also it's like a connection because that's where you did the first haircut with with brendan I'm, I'm sure that has special meaning to you do you well, feel like yeah, you kept being led it. back to that spot for some reason probably didn't even realize it at the time but it's like an a, a attachment yeah exactly yeah and so uh, we in talking about being a, a visionary and maneuvering challenges and doing that what is i i love your yeah, humility i think that is a sign of like a really great leader and visionary because I, I feel like they come synonymous hand in hand. You don't I can't imagine a leader and not have any type of vision for something, but anyone who's listening and hearing your story, what is your encouragement to them in the challenges and the things that come about pushing forward to see it through? How how important and beneficial is that to what their purpose is? Um, so, all right, you hit me with a hard one here. But I, I mean, I operate off of three Ps. And okay. Not the PPP loan. This is my three Ps is purpose, purpose. passion, and perseverance. And perseverance, I like that. You got to find, you got to find what your passion is. Mm-hmm. That's totally connected to your purpose, what you're here to do. I agree. And, and then you gotta persevere in order to 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 accomplish or to do to operate in what it is that you're passionate about. Um, and and for me, again, people people are my passion. I just mm-hmm. love to connect with people. I love to make somebody's day to help. Um, that's my passion. That's my purpose. And had I not persevered, now I don't know if it would have been haircuts, but had I not just persevered. And everything that I've dealt with just in life in general, I probably would have never found myself operating in my, my purpose. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like that's that. a component of it, right? The journey. There's so many things that we go through in, in yeah. seasons or chapters. If we look at our lives as books that we go through and experiences <laughs> that we have that just don't make sense at the moment. And then sometimes it might be five years down the road and you realize you needed this to be able to be in this moment, to have grown to this moment, to be able to walk in or accept this moment. So I 100% agree with you. It's it's all a for, it's all a recipe. It's all yeah. a recipe. It's cooking up a meal. It's like, My you just have to be patient. All <laughs> right. things work together. That, all things, all things. All things work together. And even if it takes five years, if it's, if it's your purpose, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll come full circle. I mean, right. again, if you don't see it at the moment, you might have to go through everything else just to get you back to. I never thought that after quitting barbering that I would find myself barbering again, but with a whole nother 
mindset, a whole right. other, you know, everything's different. Like I, I, I think when I was when I was barbering full time at a barber shop, and and I absolutely hated it. Mm-hmm. I think God was saying, I didn't want you to quit barbering. I just wanted you to to change the client. Change oh the man! So that's awesome. That's and awesome. now I, I do it for free. I before I did it only to make money, but right. now to 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 be a full time barber for free. That's how I know that my passion wasn't necessarily the barber. It was the people. It was right. the, the makeover. You right. know what I mean, the, the smiles unbelievable when they get out the chair. They sit down with a frown. And they get up. Yeah. With a smile, I mean, and, and that alone—that's that, yeah. my idea. And I think that's—I I love that you say that. I want people to hold on to that. That's one of those gems from this interview that I want people to hold on to because I think a lot of times we are absolutely using our gifts, but we're not using them in a manner that brings us happiness. And so then we throw the gift away, right, and try to get in something else. And sometimes for some of us, I'm one of those people probably that. I've been in things and it just make doesn't make sense, but it's like, no, I was operating with my gift, but just not in the right situation. So that's for me personally, that's one of the reasons it's very important to have a, a, a very centered life and whatever that is, if it's just your meditation, if it's prayer, if it's listening to God, whatever your higher power is, because that direction is really important because you'll spend Absolutely. years out of, balance for your purpose and passion but it just wasn't in the right manner for me i was in corporate america and i and using a lot of the gifts that i use now but it didn't make bring me joy to help a company that had billions of dollars keep their billions of dollars you understand what i'm saying so it's like now how do i take these research skills these communication skills these writing skills you know these networking skills and use them in a way that's beneficial you know, to the next person for my passion. Yes. So I think that's something I really want people to hold on to that you say, because I think that's really important. With regards to the impact, yeah, it's not just the joy that you get from it, right? And, and, and the haircut that that person gets, but you've had some impact from your work, like United Family, somebody um, finding yeah. a job. So tell us a story that you um, don't mind sharing that that holds value to you. That's an example of that. Um, first story that comes to mind uh, is a young guy. Um, so I do a tour, um, and I, I I formed a team called ourselves the Compassion Crew, and uh, from May to September we travel to different states. Okay. Um, so we had just kicked off the tour. I believe in twenty eighteen we were in uh, Camden. Um. And I, you know, I was live. I cut this guy hair. Uh, he kind of was giving a little bit of a story. He mentioned that uh, his mom passed away. Um, he just kind of, you know, fell on hard times and so forth and so on. Um, now my my mom knows not to ever call me if I'm online, like if I'm online, because <laughs> it disrupts the live. Right. But for whatever reason, she was blowing my phone up. So I finally answered, and I'm, you know, I'm like, Mom, what's up? What's going on? And she like, don't let that guy leave. I can't remember what his name was. She's like, don't okay. let, him, don't let him leave. And I'm like, why? She said his aunt is on the live, and she's been looking for him for the last 
four or five years. What? So he said his name. My mom said his name, and I'm like Cody or whatever. I said you still here? And he he was like, yeah, I'm over here. Lucky crazy thing is he was sweeping up the hair. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like I love it. You are Cody, right? He like, yeah. I said you got an aunt named Michelle. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. How do you know that? I said she's on the live and she wants to come pick you up. Um. So she came and wow. like, well, most special things that ever happened on this, this journey. But so he had a cell phone that uh went dead. Mm-hmm. And literally because, you know, his appearance, nobody would give him the opportunity, he had no way to charge his phone, things like that. So his family thought he was dead. So when his aunt seen him on that live, wow. so yeah, that, 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 was, that was like probably the moment where I said, you know. That's what I came up with. It's bigger than a haircut. It's like, bigger than a haircut. Yeah. Because, you know, you, do you find that in this journey you need that? Because you get really discouraged. You could get really discouraged sometimes. And I, I feel like for me, there are just moments that remind me. Like at that very moment, I know that I'm be, being reminded of why I do what I do. Because even though you're moving in your passions and your gifts, let's not let people think that that doesn't come with frustrations. And again, right. some of those valley moments sometimes. But I think those are the moments that, ah, this is why I do what I do. Yeah, you just need those. You need those reminders along the way. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I won't say I get discouraged. I get tired. Tired. I, okay. You know, because for me, uh, seven years, uh, nonstop, every day, going out in the sun. I'm cutting 30, 40 people a day some days. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 on the low end, which is there's people that work in barbershops that don't even cut 10 people a day. So okay. um, at, every now and then I get tired. You know, It takes a toll on my body. Okay. It takes me away from my family. We can't go on as many vacations. Cause I was going full blast for the first maybe four years, like mm-hmm. even through the pandemic, I was out there. You were, least. I've seen you, I've seen I was you. Out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to learn to, even though you know it's ministry, mm-hmm. I had to learn how to take time to focus on my temple. You know what I mean, okay, um, and then you know, even I went through some rough patches where you know, like. One one particular situation, my car got pulled. Okay. So now I'm taking bags of clippers and a table and a chair, and I'm hopping on a train and catching Ubers. Look at like, you! It, wow. It was, it, and I had to learn how to literally put smiles on faces with a frown on mine. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And that alone was tired. It became tiresome. So right. Um, but. When you when you when you're operating in, in, in ministry and lives are at stake, you figure out how to, you know, again, push past what you feel in, what you're going through. Because mm-hmm. somebody else's life attached to I, I know I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's somebody else's life attached to what I do. Right. Whether right, it's the haircut, the conversation, whatever it may be, somebody's mm-hmm. life literally is attached to that. So I had to learn how to, you know, keep on pushing. So I get that. You know, I I have this conversation. I feel like it's very easy to have with the women in my life, but it's very hard. I'm glad that you opened up that door. It's very hard 
to have conversations. And I don't know if it's just the name, but it's very hard for me to have conversations with the men in my life that I love and respect about self-care. Right. Yes. And so, and I wish it was just something that, um, it was easy to talk about more. I'm not really sure why it's not. I don't know if it's just the term self-care and people think about manicure, manicures and pedicures or if right, that right, is right. what it is. But I think even I like something you said, um, temple care, temple care, yeah. Just yeah. temple care. Like if we just said that, are you taking care of your temple? What kind of care are you giving to your temple? Because I feel like who can't, you know, that that that's a reference to ourselves. I hope everybody thinks of themselves as a temple, a castle, yeah. a mansion, whatever it is. That's and correct. so how how do you take care of your temple? And so I'm 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 proud of you uh for doing that. And is that something you're very conscious these days about doing and, and family time? Yeah, these days absolutely. Uh, like I said, because I was running so hard, so fast, nonstop in the beginning that when I would sit down, it was like, I'm asleep. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so mm-hmm. now the kids is like, where's dad? What's mm-hmm. going on? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's not himself. They didn't understand it at the time. Like, I'm out there. I'm helping people. Like, right. they still want their dad. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, it's just, it starts taking a toll on my health um, and, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So it's like, I had to I had to take a step back and just focus yeah. on me for a moment, but not let me folks on me consume my mind and thinking that I'm not doing enough out there. Like Yeah, right. The balance, the balance, right? I love I it. Mm-hmm. But taking care of, yeah, it's it's pivotal. I mean, I'm not yes. getting no younger. So yeah, I, I you know, you gotta take care of yourself. You gotta, sometimes it might just be just resting. It don't necessarily yes. mean but just taking mm-hmm. a deep breath and, and getting some rest. Mm-hmm. So now I'm I'm conscious of that and I still go out Monday through Friday, but I might, you know, one day do three hours and the next okay. day I might do six. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm just conscious of, you know, not trying to overdo it. You know what I'm right. And so how important has it been and pivotal to your success to have a supportive uh, spouse like Natasha? Everything. Um, um, I think that because my wife, she she uh works in cosmetics as well. She's a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. She's a barber. She does everything. I think that the dope part about our union is she never said, "Let me step in and and be like in the spotlight." Let's mm-hmm. share that. It's always been, I want to play the background. You go ahead and do you. Mm-hmm. I'll push, encourage, pray, and everything else. And, and I'll be back here. And if you ever need me, you know what I mean? Um, but she, uh, yeah, she, she's like, that's beautiful. Everything. Like I said, I, I wouldn't be able to operate. Cause me personally, I'm a hands-on guy. Mm-hmm. I just want to go out and do the work. Mm-hmm. But it's always some work that has to be done behind the scenes. I wouldn't be able to do it all. Like I would lose my mind if I had mm-hmm. to do paperwork or mm-hmm. if I had to interview people or whatever the case may be. She handles all that. So, and she, uh, yeah, everything that I ever needed in a wife, that's who she is. 
I think that's wonderful. Kudos to uh, both of you. And so people might be surprised to hear. Now you've gotten, you've mentioned being on Ellen, being on Rachel uh, Ray, but tell people who are listening, how did you end up getting married and being officiated by Philly's own Will Smith and what ludicrous being uh, the witness <laughs> to the union. We need the story today. <laughs> so I don't, that just happened again. So I, I mean, people reach out all the time, like via Instagram and I don't always respond. I don't know what, it, you know, if it's like some more fake stuff or whatever, but, um, Will Smith have, has a production company called Westbrook Productions, um, mm -hmm. which is West Philly, Overbrook combined. Um, so when they first reached out and said they wanted to talk to him, like, it kind of makes sense when I figured out the whole Westbrook thing. But immediately I Googled what was going on, Westbrook, yada, yada, the name, y'all's credentials came up. So um, we spoke. I spoke to somebody from his team. Um and they just was giving me kudos and was like, you know, we want to have another interview. And then they start asking me questions. I knew something was brewing. I didn't know too fast. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, that particular day, uh, they called me on on Zoom. Said they wanted to do an interview, but they had me on hold for like forty minutes. And I'm like, this is weird. And then he just popped up on the screen. He just pops up on the screen. He just pop up like, yo, it was good. Yada, yada, yada. We busted up. Um, I loved your, you and Natasha's reaction. It was so priceless. Yeah, it, yeah, it blew my mind. I'm like, is that really him? And she's like, yo, it's him. It's like, like y'all were having this old conversation just amongst yourselves. Yeah, like, while he's watching. He's Zoom in front of Will Smith. Yeah, like, it, yeah. Because for me, it was like, well, I still watch The Fresh Prince. Like, mm -hmm. I never knew that you know, this door will open. I will have the opportunity to sit with somebody I still watch to this day. Like, right. That was mind-blowing to me. Um, now, all of the gifts and stuff like that, I knew nothing about any of that. The whole wedding thing, they, now, they just... the wedding asked, part come up? How did they... Did they... It Was was it something they asked you all during during the interview process? Yeah, he, they asked me, like, you know, if you could do anything. Well, they asked me, like, you know, about you know, my wife and mm -hmm. how like, we could do anything. So we had a small wedding. So I told them, I'm like, I want to do, like, a bigger wedding, like, get rid of old fairy tale wedding. And they must have just, you know, took a mental note of that. And okay. That's, that's how it came about. I, the ludicrous thing, like, everything that happened, we do nothing <laughs> So they looted it. Will say, like, and uh, we we need a witness for the wedding, and then Luda just popped in. <laughs> so there was, he said something along the lines, like, um, you can't have a wedding without a best man. So we was like, who's the best man about to be? And then he yeah, he just popped up. Like, yeah, that that was that was like probably one of the highlights of my career. That was beautiful. And so the honeymoon that um uh he gave you all, did you all take the children with you? Yes. Yeah, we uh, we went to Florida. Um Kissimmee, Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, we okay. went yeah. and that was our we had went to uh Kissimmee the year before. Mm -hmm. um, but this one came with you know, a whole lot of perks and different things. Um, so I wanted everybody to share that moment with us. So I even had my mom and dad flew down. My oh, grandma, look at that. Um, just so, because that was like a moment where I was able to really enjoy or watch everybody else enjoy the fruits of my labor. 
Okay. I wanted to share that with everybody. Wow. It was dope, man. That was that was dope. Well, let me tell you something that stands out about your personality is just the humility. And so for me personally, one of my, my prayers is always like for whatever I'm doing, you know, you, it's, it's nice to get kudos or to be recognized. I know my love language is, is affirming. I like to be affirmed, but one of my prayers is always that I'm humble enough to do what I need to do that I remain and have some humility about myself. And I just want you to know that is just something that shines. I've never met you personally. I don't know you and Natasha, but when I tell you, I'm so proud of you guys. I just believe in it takes a village and just in the village spirit. I'm I'm proud of my brother and sister and the work that you are doing. And I I hope um, that you just continue to be encouraged along the path and, and keep making the mark that you do. It just holds on to, to that humility it's it's a just a beautiful trait to have and so for anyone who is listening share with us what's next for haircuts for homeless and and how can we uh support you and natasha in the organization what you said one i appreciate that thank you so much um the humility comes from recognizing and understanding that this is truly no goodness of my own everything that has happened all that i do i strive to do it literally comes from God. Again, this is this is ministry for me. This okay. is there's no uh no clout, no none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You no know, boys. My my purpose on earth is to serve. And and if it's in this capacity or whatever capacity, that's that's what I aim to do. Okay. I'm I'm just a catalyst, I'm saying. Um and God has used me and is using me to shine a beacon of light on those who are often forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's next for Haircut for Homeless? Uh, I don't know. The sky is the limit. Uh, I'll never I stop it. cutting hair. I believe uh, it. I'll never stop going out and, and, and serving on broad and water. Um, but my goal and my dream is to open a, a homeless shelter uh, resource center uh, called the Compassion Campus. The compassion um, campus, okay. Absolutely. So everything, as you can see, is is, is uh, about compassion. Um, the compassion crew, mm-hmm. the, uh, cuts a compassion tour, mm-hmm. and I want to open a compassion campus, uh, which would be a, a shelter slash resource center, um, for for those who are willing and able to come stay, um, maybe like a year or two program where they can, okay. um, you know, just get themselves back together again. Um, mm-hmm. Right now you're dealing with people that, to them, they're broken. And mm-hmm. it's our job to try to put the pieces back together. So there you're, you know, they can take classes. They can, um, uh, we'll find them housing. We'll find them jobs. Mm-hmm. Everything that, you know, will we'll help. Again, mm-hmm. like what it is that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll graduate and, you know, we'll, uh, play a part in getting them back into society again. Wonderful. So that's 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 the, the the dream for the next five years. That's what we'll be working on. Okay. Um, and then uh, you know, just continuing the work, man. We want to change the face of homelessness, how how it's looked, how it's perceived. Um so and then the next question is how people can help. That's how. Help us change the face of homelessness. Um we got this 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 uh, notion that most homeless people it comes from drugs or alcohol or mm-hmm. 
But that's not always the case. You have it's some not, people that literally all. just fell on hard times. Yeah. And if you want to call it spade a spade, I was almost there. I mm-hmm. could literally be one slip up from being there. What if you, people say people are one up. paycheck away, right? It could be one that's paycheck a, away. That's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. Um, and we gotta we gotta remember that these are still people. Mm-hmm. That they're not aliens or some you know foreigners or anything. like they are still people. It's somebody's aunt, uncle, mother, father. Yeah. And um, the only way to 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 change how we perceive homelessness is for us to corporately get together and 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 do our part. For me, it might be a haircut, but for somebody else. It may just be donating clothes or resources right. or whatever. But collectively, we have to come together if we want to see change. And it starts with us. Right. And how can people donate to haircuts for homeless? Social media is probably the, the fastest and quickest way. Uh, every, all of my information is on my Instagram. So Okay. I don't so there's really a link like in the to... Instagram account to, to donate. Yeah, yeah. It's a link in my bio. Um, and I don't always, like, money is not a thing for me. Like, hey, I want to donate money. If you can donate time okay. or, or even connections. If you know somebody. That can help shelter or help provide a job or help. Yes, we understand. You know, work lead, they may work at, uh, for the mayor or whoever. But let's just kind of just start connecting the dots. And from okay. there, um, you know, everything will work itself out. But Yeah. Well, I'm wishing you all the best, but I have my tea here. So we're going to cheers it up for the first visionary sip. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. Well, there you have it. The first visionary sip completed. I am so full. I'm so inspired and encouraged. So uh, please follow him on Instagram at haircuts. For homeless, as he said in the bio, you can click there to donate. But I will also have a link uh, in the description that you can select as well. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I look forward to a lot more conversations like these. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed. I hope that you were inspired and encouraged. Remember, life is too short for bad vibes and bad drinks. So keep sipping, keep chatting, and always remember life is a journey, but it's better with a sip and a chat. Until next time, cheers. Thank you, Sippers, for joining the Set Podcast, where we sip, eat, talk. If you've enjoyed our flavorful conversations, don't miss out on future episodes. Subscribe now and follow us on Instagram at YouTube at Sip, Eat, Talk Podcast. Let's continue to sip, eat, and talk together. Until next time, cheers.